Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I chatted to Stephanie Pringle and Allison Fowler from Chicken and Chips Casting. We chatted about their journey into casting, the joys and challenges of casting, advice for actors, dream projects, diversity in Australia, and some fun rapid fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming Thank on. Um, let's start with, because obviously for everyone listening, you are casting directors in Australia. Amazing. Uh, let's just start with your journey into casting and how you both met and then started um, Chicken and Chips. Um, journey into casting. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was uh, working in production in Melbourne before I got a start in casting and I worked as an assistant um, producer's assistant. Um, and then, yeah, kind of found a job in casting in Melbourne, um, at Chameleon, which is a commercial casting agency. Mm-hmm. Um, started there as casting assistant. And then when I moved to Sydney, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to be in casting when I started that job at Chameleon. It just sort of felt Amazing. like that was my, um, calling, calling in life. <laughs> my weird brain um because I didn't know that it existed before then yeah Um, so yeah when I moved back to Sydney I sort of didn't really compromise on not getting a job in casting so I yeah found one pretty quickly a job at, at Fountainhead and I was there for five years yeah and oh wow yeah I was sort of studying simultaneously I was just doing a business degree um and I met Al well I would have been there for three years and Al came into my life <laughs> cute <laughs> uh, yeah one of one of my clients called me and was like I've got this great um because Al worked in advertising I'll let you talk about your journey but um <laughs> Ron Spencer um brought us together he um is the head of broadcast at Ogilvy Nice. He was one of my biggest clients and said, I've got this girl who I think you would love and I think she'd be great at casting. And I was like, great, I need someone <laughs> like now. Um, and realised pretty quickly that we were basically the same person. So Amazing. And the mm. rest is history. Here you are. <laughs> history, yeah. Mm. I started in um, acting. As a oh my gosh and I she laughs but she's actually a very good actor so <laughs> thank you but probably horrible now um I started in acting and then I went to uni anyway to get a degree and ended up getting a degree in advertising and I had to do an internship and fell into a job at Ogilvy which is an agency um yeah and I worked things like St George Bank and KFC and Telstra and then it was there that I had my uh, midlife crisis at 23. I mean, hey. It's advertising. And I basically just burnt out. And that's when I talked to Rob Spencer about it. And he, yeah. I was like, send me into a new career. What do I do? And then we thought, because I used to be an actor, casting could be a cool choice. Might be yeah. the right choice for me. And that's where I snuck off from my job in advertising to have an interview with these guys at Fountainhead. And and as you say, the rest was The rest is history. (laughs) Amazing. How long have you had, uh, has Chicken and Chips been around for as your agency? Almost six years. Yes. In April. Six. Yeah, we've been saying five years for ages, but it's, yeah, our sixth birthday in April. Yeah. The year of five kind of disappeared under yeah. the virus, but now it's like, well. Yes, yeah. I don't count twenty twenty. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Count it towards our six years. I exactly, that's the exception. Yeah. <laughs> we well, we didn't even survive. Like I feel like we right. we were able to. I don't like that word. Right. I don't like the thrive <laughs> word. It's cringe. I hate it. Um, I just I think that we were very lucky um mm-hmm. that we managed to still be able to tick off some pretty big goals that we had um they just weren't able to be celebrated in quite the same 
way in terms of events yeah. and festivals and stuff. So mm. I think it was, you know, when we look back, when we look back on 2020, it's like we ticked off a lot. Mm. It's just that we, yeah, yeah. we just didn't, we didn't get the shiny bits, you know. So that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> you can still claim it. I, it's, a, it's a weird time for sure to be like, you know, it, it always feels like if you had a good 2020, like you're not worthy to say it because I mean, the world is, it's insane, but congratulations, own it, do it. <laughs> Happy yeah. six years is Thank what I'm saying. You. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay, let's talk about casting in Australia. Um, and I guess, oh my gosh, I don't know where to start with this with you guys. So many questions. Uh, okay, let's first start with where do, when you get a brief and you're looking for actors, where do you look? Do you just agents, freelance? Yeah, how does that work for you guys? Mm -hmm. um, we use a system casting networks. Mm -hmm. um, which we put a brief, generally we put a brief out on that system um, with all of our projects. Uh, so that allows all of the agents to submit their thoughts. But we also have our own internal database, which has got a bunch mm -hmm. of um, people that we found street casting mm -hmm. or through open casting calls. Yeah. Um, uh, we also have a huge mailing list. I think it's got almost 3,000 people on it um so wow. that you know so so when we're doing uh like something that we are looking for something very specific um we go to all of those avenues and mm -hmm. social media we do lots of social media call out because we have between i think between facebook and instagram we've got like almost 16 or seventeen thousand people following us that's a lot of people yeah. Oh, it's a huge, that is a huge responsibility when I say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, imagine doing a, like, a talk in front of 16,000 people. No, I would spew. I would definitely spew. Here we are. <laughs> Here you are doing a podcast with who knows how many people are going to listen to this now. Oh my God, I'm going to spew. No. <laughs> The 17th, when you share this, those 17,000 people will be listening, I guess. Hey, well, no. hey. <laughs> hopefully, I don't have to look at them, though, it's different. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, do you, yeah, I guess that's so amazing. So you have a database. So I guess anyone who doesn't have an agent in Sydney or Australia wide can submit to that. Do you watch all those tapes? Like, how does that work on your end? Or is it just kind of like, yeah. Well, people will get added to our database from either mm -hmm. their submission to our casting inbox yeah. and we just add their details and then they're searchable within our database yeah. if we need something yeah. within the demographic or skill set. Um, yeah. They don't have tapes necessarily, but a lot of people do send emails with updated work or mm. so oh. real self tapes. Um, yeah. And look, we have a filed inbox somewhat <laughs> oh hang on a second not so now filed over let here. me let me just say <laughs> there are two kinds of people in this world there go. is the owls of the world who are very organized and their inbox is filed and there's nothing sitting in the inbox and all the messages are filed away neatly she hates me because she wants to be me and then there's people I mean. like who are a disheveled mess and constantly have over a thousand unread emails, nothing's filed, and I'm just a hot mess all the time. So anyway, we've got anyway. a system. Where I have no system and Al has a system. We take <laughs> those email submissions and they go into an inbox and we designate time to watch them. So yes. It's not like we can watch them all when they come in. It's kind of like, all right, of I've course. got an hour here and I've got, and we try and do it that way and then add them to our database. But it's very, yeah. um, it's quite intense. Yeah. I, I could imagine um, as, yeah, watching lots of actor tapes. Do you have a rule where I guess when you're watching them, is it like the first 10 seconds of a tape, you know, if you're like, is that, yeah, is that how that works? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It um, really is, particularly when we're, um, 
particularly when we have, uh, say, where I've got a role and we've, or we've got a job and we've got um, mm. multiple roles and we've got over 100 tapes that we're watching, yeah. like, mm. um, it can be really tough if you haven't engaged us from the first 10 or 20 seconds um, just because we really, like, we're, and we're watching one after another. So if we've just come off, like, this really amazing, engaging tape, into something that's just not hitting the mark um it can be really difficult in terms of time to dedicate time to watch it all the way to the end um so totally fair yeah you've got to pull them in yeah and it's it's the whole thing of like like particularly if you use um like showreel as an example is to always put Mm. your best piece first don't let your best piece be at the end because you definitely want to be um, engaging from the first second, because then it's like, oh, we know, we don't have to watch the re- rest of the show reel necessarily if we just want to mm-hmm. make a decision on whether we think we want to audition you for a role or not. Yeah, it's just a really sure. quick, yeah. Yeah, and I guess it'd be pretty instinctive as well, con- considering whatever you're casting for, you'd have in mind like, okay, yeah. yeah, this is what I'm looking for and you would know when watching the tape. So it makes sense, for sure. That's right. Um, how, uh, what's your favorite thing about being a casting director? Uh, I'd say surprises in the room mm-hmm. in auditions. Um, I think it's always, it's such a nice, it's a really nice experience, a really fun experience to see someone do something you didn't expect them be able to do. Yeah. Um, bringing someone in that you were like, I've only seen you do X, Y, Z roles but I'm going to stretch you and see what you bring to this and just watching them like really bring yeah. it out. It's so fun. Mm. Um, I have two favourite things. So my first thing is, is that it blows my mind that casting is the first part, really the kind of first part of the process where the script yeah. is being brought to, the characters are being pitched and the script yeah. is being brought to life. So, you know, the director even though they have an idea in their head about what they might want, it's really yeah. interesting to forward someone who breaks that, who yeah. breaks that idea. Yeah. Um, secondly, it's when uh, it's it's when we sort of do our initial list and we know mm-hmm. that someone is so right for the role that they're going to get it from the get go before we even put them in front Amazing. of the director. And when they get it, it's like, okay, this is like a little bit of like, yes, I'm good at my job, but a little bit of like, you know, that's that's kind of exciting. It's like job satisfaction. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And then what would be the most challenging part of being a casting director? Hmm. Uh, Well, the challenge is challenging our directors and clients, I think. Um, Yeah outside of what they like what Steph was just saying a lot of directors come in with exactly what they think and they've got this picture in their head and sometimes it can be quite challenging to break that image Mm, um just to get them to think outside that box a little bit just to experience the surprise or be open to it um and that goes across the board for commercials all the way to film it's just Mm. pushing them a little bit Uh, sometimes it's easy other times it can be really really hard yeah and it can be really frustrating for us because we know like exactly like other steps. Other thing is sometimes we just know the right person and we know someone's going to be great for it. We just really want them to see that yeah. as an opportunity. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. It's also just this, the subjectivity of reading a mm-hmm. script, right? So everyone just reads yeah. script is something completely different. Mm. So it's sort of about, the, that collaboration with the director and the production team in terms of how, like what we're all seeing and how it all fits yeah. together. And yeah. that is, I, mm. I enjoy that part of the process, even though it's challenging, I enjoy that part of it. Cause it's like, we can, we can put forward outside of the box ideas. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it depend. It also depends on the production team that we're working with and how open the director is at, you know, in terms of oh collaboration. But we've been very lucky mm. on the projects that we've worked on. 
there hasn't yeah. been actually I don't think we've ever oh maybe once or twice we've had creative differences um but I think generally we always get there in the end another challenge that I just thought of was yeah like the sheer volume and amount of talent that is out there yeah and the lack of actual hours in a day and days in the week and years and days in a year to find them yeah and yeah. give them opportunities and it's just like endless amounts and you think that you know everyone that's good and some person from a street casting call comes forward and you're like holy shit you're like yeah the real deal you're yeah. just not you just haven't gotten into it professionally yeah um so there's just such a volume of people out there that you can never get on top of yeah 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 I guess that's, that's such a beautiful thing I guess especially if there are act, like a lot of actors that are probably going to listen to this is that there's so much that's out of an actor's control. Like you can be, I guess, so perfect for it or so talented, but then like you said, it could be up to like the creative team that you're negotiating with. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, which as an actor, you, you can't control that because that's just everything out of your world. Um, what would you like to tell actors um, if they're listening that you wish they would know before coming into your room or just in general? Using the audition as an opportunity to play rather than having it, having everything hinging on this one job. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of actors come in and they're married to the role before they even come in the door. And wow. that's, I like, yeah, I don't, I know that it's hard not to get so invested, but I think that the less invested you are in actually getting the role, and the more invested you are in just seeing that as an opportunity to get in the room, get in front of the casting director, workshop a scene, the less pressure is on you. I think that, mm -hmm. uh, and if you listen to a lot of a, a lot of actor podcasts, and I'll use maybe Sarah Snook as an example, when she auditioned for Succession, um, yeah. uh, you know, um, a lot of actors, if they don't, if they don't put so much pressure on themselves or they think, oh, I'm not right, I'm not really right for this, but whatever, I'm just going to do it and see. Um, yeah. It seems to be they are the ones who are more than likely to book those roles. It's a, yeah. it's a strange statistic, but it's true. And I know that that's really difficult. Um, that's, you know, that's difficult advice because actors want yeah. jobs. You guys need to pay the rent and, you know, so I get that. Um, and I'm not, I don't, I don't know how to change the mindset, but um, yeah. um, I do think that a lot of actors who come into our room and they go, oh, I'm just not really right for it. And, you know, I just don't, I don't really know why you've brought me in. And that kind of just is a bit of a, like, it's kind of a slap in the face to us because it's like, oh, well, yeah. we kind of know what we're doing. So we want you, we want, we can see you in the role. So you just need to trust yeah. us um and don't create stories around it just go in and do the job and and then just let it go mm. <laughs> we love you know? that I love that let it go do everything do this but then just let it go yeah I know I it's I think as well and on that is that and we always try and tell actors this in our workshops as well is that like mm. that is it as an opportunity but we also see it as opportunities so mm. we are very much looking at every every project as an opportunity to either see new people or see people outside of their stereotype that they may have already been in. Yeah. If they feel like they've come in not right for that role. It doesn't mean we don't have a plan in our head for something else we're casting or other like we yeah. have a bigger picture to think about and I, we're opportunists as well. Yeah. As, as much yeah. as they should audition mm. um and we're on their side we're always on their side we yeah. want to do our job well which means we want the right person in the room so we're yeah. not we're not against them it's just all it's yeah. all in together yeah which is I don't know where that started but that has been a thing where I know when I started acting I was always so scared of casting directors going into the room because I was I there was this narrative of like oh my god I have to like impress them and oh my gosh and then I think, yeah, I did a cast with another cast. They were like, we're on your side. Like, we want you to win. And I was like, oh, 
well then okay it changes everything so yeah there is a real there is a truth to it but there is such a narrative yeah. about that everything that talks to casting directors in any kind of commercial media is like they're yeah. and they're, they're busting your balls to do a great job and it's really tense and scary but like the reality is we want to cast someone yeah like if we're just telling everyone you crap and get out of our room we've not done our job i mean no that's a disaster that is a disaster um but no one tells the narrative of a really nice casting director um until now (laughs) and welcome yeah yeah welcome to our room yeah (laughs) we're on yeah i was gonna yeah, I was going to say, what would be, if there is an actor that you've brought in for the very first time, what, if they're listening to this by odds, what would be your advice for them? Like, what is your room, what is your casting room like? In um, your well, we, we set out intentionally to create a really ca- um, casual, very mm-hmm. laid back experience. Mm-hmm. And I think in the room it's the same so if you come in to the waiting room it's very like fun and out it's got like there's a mural and it's very open and airy and it's just anyone that's been in there and we get feedback all the time which is really positive Mm. and actors feel really comfortable and not under heaps of pressure which is really good I think our strike rate of having two like the director just has so many people to choose from mm. uh, I think that probably reinforces the fact that actors are really comfortable around us and we give we give people a lot of time and energy in there yeah um, we try and make it collaborative so that actors yeah. walk out feeling like they've given it the best they could have yeah um I mean sometimes when it's commercial castings and we're at 6 p.m yeah. I- people uh if anyone is in that boat that's listening to this that different person i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) when we've seen 200 people and we're on the 70th child and it's like (laughs) our personality is we're we're downhill at that point yeah but i mean (laughs) so let's talk so then let's just talk about just uh what happens when we close the door on the last person and everyone mm. leaves is we just sit down and stare at the wall mm. for like a long time mm-hmm. because ha- if you think about how much energy it takes yeah. to explain things to the same thing to someone over and over and over and then direct them direct everyone slightly differently so we get different slightly different performances yeah. so we're putting forward a range of different options it's really it's it can be really energy zapping yeah oh, and we want to give everybody the equal amount of energy right we don't want to start like up here and then just end up like hurry up no <laughs> yeah and get out so it's always happy, 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 and then shut the door and, like, I have no personality for the next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really interesting because you you guys both cast fil- uh, film and TV? No, just film mm-hmm. and then commercial? Yeah. So what – they would both be different energies, right? Because commercials yeah. are, are crazy. Like, even auditioning for them, mental. Um, yeah. How – yeah, what are the perks and cons of that? Like, do you <laughs> – when you're like, oh, it's a commercial project – mentally how do you guys do that so I mean god commercial is weird because it's about Mm. there's so so many people behind the scenes that have different opinions on what they want and there's also a demographic that we have to hit because of the audience that they're trying to engage so there's all these weird things going on in the background so we see like 16 actors per role, 15 or 16 actors per role for a commercial. Um, And it's like, it's also a weird experience because you'll come in and you'll probably sit in the waiting room with other people that look like a slightly different version of you. Oh yeah. Right. So, and then also you're often put in the room with people that are somewhat another different version of you to get chemistry and, 
so yeah. Um, and here's a great, here's a great, um, commercials are a great practice run of letting it go because mm-hmm. in a way it's just not, it's nothing about whether you yeah. are good, good or not. Yeah. It's all about whether you fit the demographic and whether the client likes you or yeah. not. And like, sometimes it is just the colour of your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, like it's just really brutal. And yeah. who drinks that bottle of drink, unbranded, the best? Um, <laughs> or who can eat a burger? And do you know what? Oh my God, the amount of people that get through to callbacks oh, no. and we're like, great, we've got our callback list. Now we're just going to do the, the here's the product and do the bite shot, right? What they call the bite shot, the burger. Yeah. If we're talking about some unnamed fast food outlet. <laughs> uh, interesting to see some actors just can't bite. A, it's like people just overthink. I just need to bite the burger. I'm just going to bite the burger, but I'm not. Can't I bite can't do it. Yeah. So it's just- there you go, guys. There's something to go and practice. And we're talking about this the other day. And also car acting. Practice oh. car. Bite shot, drink shot car acting and we're good here yeah maybe we'll run a work car acting i think you should i think you're onto something there i (laughs) would want to learn the art of car acting okay well that's copyrighted for anyone who's yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just putting that out yeah that's so yeah it's so true with commercials it's a wild time i yeah as an you forget yeah but for film and TV, it's slightly different because we've got more time. Um, we're also we're also more open with our briefs, so we can see more people. We can get a bit more creative. Um, but that can, one in the room, the mood for TV and film is really set by the actual content mm. um, because we go into it with a very open mind. Of, oh, this is quite and a much more relaxed state of mind because we know that we've got time we've got 20 minutes per an actor and we're going to spend some time with them and workshop it and it's all it's yeah. very creative fun mm. but the mood is very much set by what that content is if it's very heavy it is yeah. a very intense day of like Somber. I feel like yeah my body goes in slow motion and everything so mm. it's a little bit wow like but then if we're doing yeah. a comedy day is just like yeah. good times all the time yeah. laughing and get the next person in and yeah. like you're having chit chat between each person about what they're doing but if it's something heavy it's like okay we'll have a nice day yeah okay. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> it's really weird but yeah I feel like they're really different days depending on what we're auditioning yeah true yeah the mood is different mood is- and it's also somewhat it's it's sort of we can we can kind of control the initial mood but it really is also the mood of the actor and how that person carries themselves in the room like if someone comes in and they're just like I don't know they've told themselves that they're flustered or they don't know their lines or um they're really nervous then the the energy can change like immediately from like this is a this is a really great like just light comedy script to okay are we good here you know mm. yeah um, so it's so it can it can also change on depending on who's coming in and what sort of energy they bring in there as well yeah yeah kind of have to yeah no for sure yeah mm. and I guess that's good advice for actors because I guess uh, being on the other side of the table you can read it I guess it would read if someone was coming in and they were nervous or they were like quite desperate or wanting that reads right yeah and often yeah. we send people yeah. back out of the room or send them away to get a coffee and come back. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you wow. know that it can be better. Mm. You just need to shake off whatever's just happened. Yeah. Come back into it. Yeah. Because, yeah, we can tell. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you need to calm down. So please mm-hmm. yeah. come back. <laughs> yeah. And we've, we've yeah. sent actors away to do a self-take instead. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. It's not working or they're too nervous or something. Frazzled by something. Something's happened yeah. that morning yeah. that's been quite. So it's, we're pretty, we're pretty open 
in that way because mm-hmm. we know at the end of the day we're all just human beings yeah. and things happen and you know um so and it's not the be all and end all no it just shouldn't be yeah and there are ways to work around having a bad day and not missing an audition yeah yeah oh my god yeah. for sure uh what has is there been a, a project that you've cast that's been your favorite or like a close to your heart kind of one I mean obviously they're all amazing <laughs> it is really hard though because everything is kind of close to your yeah. heart because a long time in it and like Steph was saying before we're the first part of the process so yeah a project yeah. around in our lives for years before we see it actually come to fruition and mm. then to see it be recognized yeah can be such a long process yeah. so coming with cast two years ago to suddenly just start getting recognized and it brings well, it all back it's like we've, we had two films just screen at Flickerfest last weekend and we yeah and we cast mm. them so long ago and this was the premiere of both of them and like just bring like so when we saw all the press come out for it we were like I was like oh my god I I like I hadn't forgotten obviously like it just it just triggers another memory of like oh that that one that casting pro you know and this is how we did it and it was fun or it was you know tricky or it was you know um I think I mean and because because our slate of films that we've done so far are so different like we've got horror we've got um rom-com we've got thriller yeah we and like kids and fantasy stuff yeah yeah it's just there's such an an eclectic range of projects um and the process and all of them has been so different completely different Um, oh my god we can go back to our first film and still feel so much nostalgia towards that because the process was so new to us and yeah yeah um and but then I think about things that are like pilots that we've cast that are still to make it into the world that yeah. I love casting. And oh, and we've done voices. And we did voices that are still oh. making it into the world. And oh that my was God. really fun. That, that hasn't so made fun. it into the world yet. We can't talk about that, but we will be able to soon, I think. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, little so, sneak peek, uh, everyone. What's to come? Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually voices voices is interesting because um we have done a couple of them like we cast yeah. a doc randomly we cast a doco um called bright lights which you can watch on the guardian oh, wow. website um it it was about um poker machine gambling addiction and like that's something that we just it, it you know you don't get to cast those yeah. kinds of things generally documentaries are you know the person is the person and of course um we got to cast the voice of this animation it was so powerful and I feel like that was a really and we cast a voice over a kids show in our first year that's right oh wow Dog yeah. squadron that's right yeah, we did too. voice like cast the voices for the dog pilot yeah that's like yeah, yeah. so there's all these things so that you just things. go wow yeah. we've so done a range of things and like, it's hard not to feel a little bit of something for all of them yeah and yeah. of course you, you get attached to the, the directors who work on mm. those who you work with on those projects because then it becomes yeah. a relationship and you end up working with them on other things or they'll they refer you to other people and you know then you you get in this little kind of group mm. and you're it's really it's really nice when you find that um community uh yeah and end up kind of just yeah we, we've just been really really lucky I think in the last six years to have yeah. that so quickly because we both came, came from commercial casting so yeah able to have that film that film and tv um community quite quickly as the business has grown has been it's really nice yeah 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 Kind of I mean, that's really out. exciting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's very exciting. Uh, I mean, yeah, having, you know, lots of diverse genres that you're casting in film and TV um, and having, I guess, experience in all the different ones. Is there a genre at the top of your mind that you're like, ooh, like we would love to like do that again or dive into more of that? 
because you've had like bits and pieces so yeah I mean you have yours <laughs> I've got my I've just got the um I love casting quirky characters so anything that really? allows me to cast anything quirky um so if you like there's a short film that we did that just premiered at Flickfest called The End, The Beginning. And it's very um, absurdist style. And that I love that. Yeah, we've had this conversation a lot because it's like, imagine yeah. if Marvel came across our desk and they're like, yeah, that'd be so great. But then oh, we, we, we both have this thing that's exactly the same. It's like what you're describing, but it's it's like the Ladybird films of the world. Yeah. Um, Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's like independent film. Yeah. that's what we said. We want, we want films. There we go. Sundance, Sundance films. Like, like that. Call me by your name. Yeah, lady. Yeah. Like those, those kind of films. Yeah, the fundamentals of caring. Those yeah. kind of like they've got a bit of a dramedy vibe, bit of heart. Yeah, yeah. weird as well. They've got some underlying like quirkiness and yeah, yeah, eccentric characters to play with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the one. Disney, I'll also take that. I mean, yeah, at, at the end of the day, we're, <laughs> that <laughs> would be gold. In terms of like selecting a project, like we, we, it just, we have to connect to the script and it has to be mm-hmm. a story that we want to tell. We also have yeah. authentic casting and um, diversity, obviously, at the top of our yeah. mind. Yeah. so if there's if it if there's no room to be completely open-minded with the casting process then yeah. it's not the right project for us but um if you know if we see opportunity in uh you know presenting ideas that are outside the box and you know interesting and tell the story authentically then we're definitely like we love that sort of Mm. those sorts of projects and those sorts of creatives that are that are also you know of a similar mindset yeah so we're manifesting uh a a sundance quirky independent film yeah 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 Hello, universe. <laughs> wants to give us a call. That's fine. Yeah, if anyone's got her number. Bruna Papandrea, that'd be great oh, too. Yeah. yeah, she's right yep. up there. She is gold. Yeah, my number's on the website, Bruna. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have it down when I upload as well, just in case. You never know. Um. Um, perfect. You can DM me. I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I live. <laughs> You're like slide into my DMs, please. Just anytime, I'm available. <laughs> or just like cry, laugh at one of my memes, and I'm like right on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to touch on diversity in Australian casting um, because I love this topic. Because when I was in Australia two years ago, um, I'm not going to name the casting director, but I was told when I went into a casting that I wasn't ethnic enough or white enough to be cast in Australia. Um, oh. Hi. <laughs> oh my God. Because um, I am <laughs> half. <laughs> oh so. my God. That's really my wife. I mean, um, we have, here's the thing, right? We have come a fucking long way. Yes. When I started in casting, like, what, how, 12 years ago? Yeah. We were still writing on briefs without flinching. Caucasian male, 45. Uh, wife. Um, you know, attractive but not a model. Husband, punching above his weight. Yep. Like, yeah. We don't write that on casting briefs anymore. <laughs> like, oh, what? I st- I think about that now, and I'm like, holy yeah. shit! The fact that we did not cringe about that only 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's really. I reckon it was less. Oh, like freaking six, seven years. Hundred percent. 
well, yeah, yeah, like this is just when I first started, yeah. right? But I didn't even bat an eyelid. I did not bat an eyelid when I was yeah. like, when they were like, you go write this brief. And yeah, no, white, a white person. I'm like, okay. Now yeah. I'd be like, no, mm. there will be little to no white people. Yeah. <laughs> in this <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, why though? Why do you need to, why do you need to have a white person? So this is the thing, right? <laughs> about the challenging people and their ideas yeah you know because if you don't create if if you're not doing that as a casting director and you're not asking why if there is a specific thing it doesn't have to be ethnicity it could be anything if it's not intrinsic to the story then why do we need to specify it right why can't it just be anyone yeah yeah um but yeah Two and a half years ago, you were told that. That does not. That no, is that panics me. Yeah. Because yeah, I thought we had made a lot of progress mm. in the last five years, and it's just blatantly not true. Like, what a what a dumb thing to say. Sorry, to, not sorry to have said that. No, that's dumb. Not sorry, it's just that's not the true. worst it's thing. Not true, and it's not right. No. Um, yeah. So uh, that is why I overwhelmed these. <laughs> Oh, this is um that's a great thing to get us started on because here is us with no mm. bullshit being like well no that's bullshit. bullshit yeah 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 which is why I I love what you guys are doing I think it's amazing that you're pushing you know the the envelope as we say you know because I think yeah, I mean, even though that only happened two and a half years and I definitely agree like coming back into this industry it's it's definitely changed a little bit, not completely. Um, but I love that you guys are pushing for that because yeah, why does it have to say Caucasian or white when it could be anyone doing that role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you find the commercial world though? Is that still quite, cause I mean. Yeah. Um, it, I think it definitely has gotten a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. still got a long way to go um, sure. in terms of, inclusion um mm-hmm. and representation of um you know people living with disability is still not yeah. great um and i think the other thing that they they struggle with is they they want to reflect diversity and everything but they're not quite there on authenticity so yeah they still like, need to be educated on yeah that. like close enough is good enough kind of thing They're and we're like bit, no yeah especially when no. they want to make they want x person to represent x diversity but yeah as long as somewhat looks like that that's okay Whereas yeah at least with film it's very much fluid to the story mm. we can there yeah. is more space to to manipulate the story and make it work so it is authentic whereas commercials kind of don't have that much freedom so they're not yeah trueness of it yeah it just but it's again about the challenging thing right it took us a really long time particularly in the early days to get the balls I guess to to go to to go oh well no I'm not comfortable doing this because we were just like we just need a job but then as we we moved further into it and it, it didn't take us that long I reckon it was like 12 months in and and we were like Oh uh, no, actually, we started to push back and go, mm, this isn't right. Because also yeah. it reflects badly on the brand and then it just ends up getting bad PR down the line. And at the end of the day, we're in where it's it's our reputation mm. on the yeah. line for casting. So if it gets, you know, if an if an ad gets murdered in PR because um of the casting, then that's on us. It's mm. it's on wow. us you know it's on us to say we don't think this is right because of x mm. because they may not have actually they just may not have thought about it in all their meetings that they have mm. yeah. millions things, but mm. um sometimes they just need the different perspective so it's our responsibility to to do that and it's not us being a pain in the ass it's just us saying well if you go down that path this could be the consequence mm. yeah um and there's so many examples of that happening now and people getting called out for inauthentic, inauthentic, yeah. unauthentic. 
Unauthentic? Either way. Non-authentic. Authentic. I got stuck on that for a hot sec. Um, yeah, there are so many examples of being called out yeah. on that now. And it rightfully so, like people should be called out for it. It's it's hundred um, percent. You know, and this is how we all learn, right? Not saying we're perfect and we've done everything spot on. We've learned from every single thing. And we still will. Yeah. We will be called out for something at some point. Yeah. We'll learn from it again. Like it's just this ever changing beast. Well, no, because that well, yes, perhaps. But I think the difference is that we get consult. So if there is a role that we're casting that I do not have or you do not have lived experience with, then we go and yeah. seek community consultation in that in that area mm. in that community because there is no like there is just no point and also we shouldn't because you know we why can't represent we can't, yeah. yeah so yeah. we engage consults if there is a particular role that we require help with in order yeah. to make sure that you know something as simple as putting out a casting call to make sure that we're using the right language you know yeah because um, there's nothing there's nothing worse than you know trying to trying to do all the stuff being inclusive and casting authentically and then just not something as simple as just not getting the language right on a casting call yeah um, it can immediately isolate people and you know it's just not, that's not what we want to do. We want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to make sure that we're being inclusive. Yeah, which is amazing. And I love it. Keep, keep doing it. Keep going. Keep pushing through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys some fun little questions to end off. Um, yep. So first one, if a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? Oh, who would play <laughs> Oh, yeah, shit. genre and who would play yeah. you? Oh, um, fuck. She's way prettier, but at least she's Hermione Granger. Um, <laughs> and the genre would be uh, really, no. no, it'll be <laughs> a children's <laughs> story, <laughs> it'll be Peter Pan. That's probably actually very accurate. In fact, keep that in. <laughs> I know you better than you know you. No, I would have said dramedy, but you know what? It probably is. So mine would be Gossip Girl. And <laughs> yeah, it'd be a teen drama. It'd be a teen drama. Uh, and it would be. Uh, Kristen Ritter. Yeah, it'd be. Yes, <laughs> Kristen Ritter. It so would. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> oh my God. It would definitely be like the OC. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, Kristen Ritter mm -hmm. instead of Marissa Cooper. Mm. Like, if you were going to recast <laughs> that and you do, like, it would just be a bit more edgy. Right. Wow. Not That's an insight edgy. right there. I just think that, That's, yeah. She's got the fringe. Yeah. I don't have that. Anymore, I didn't think we'd be able to answer that question, and here we are. Would you act differently if you knew you wouldn't be judged? Act differently? Yeah. Um, like if no one was going to judge you, would, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, really? All right. I mean, look at I, So I think in the last, so let's say, yeah, in the last 12 months, I think I have come to some stark realizations in my life where now I just absolutely do not give a fuck what anybody thinks of me. So if you don't like me, I don't care. Don't hang out with me. Be careful. Uh, yeah. Across me. No, I actually genuinely don't give a fuck. Like, whatever. Um, and I'm the opposite. <laughs> care way too much. <laughs> Sometimes I think, should I post this thing on Insta? Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I don't think you post is that bad. I don't think. Oops. Okay. I look at the story, so 24 hours. It's not like everyone's going to see it. <gasps> wow. So we've got a yes and a no. 50-50. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
she's like rapid fire guys you know like Sorry, half an hour later <laughs> I mean to be fair none of these ever end up rapid fire but I got to a point where I was like that's what I've called it on the podcast and I can't go back so I'm like it's staying <laughs> next question what is a piece of advice you did not take but you wish you did not care what people <laughs> Yes, if we go back to the very beginning, still living. right? Oh, you're still yeah. there. You're still living there. So right, yeah. we'll get, we'll get you up. We'll get you on this side. Um, we'll get you on the just, other side. Yeah. We just need need you in the middle. Um. Uh. No, it's actually handy to have two polar opposites. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're just running off with the. No, you can't yeah. have me just running off with the circus. Yeah. Um. Uh. What were we saying? Um. What would you advise? <laughs> Oh, advice. Yes. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Because remember, back in the beginning, we, when we launched the business, we were so we were so terrified of what people mm. thought. We second guessed wow. absolutely everything we did, and yeah, we made some stupid mistakes and dumb things that we would definitely take back now. Mm. But like, largely, we just cared way too much about what people thought. Yeah. And we just shouldn't have yeah. done that. We just, at the end yeah. of the day. The decision for us to open the business was purely because we love what we're doing. We did, and we are fucking good at it. Mm. Um, yeah. So I just, I think if we if we just manifested that six Sooner. years ago, yeah. we could be further. We could be further. Anyway, well, time, I think. anyway, let's not dwell. Let's not dwell. Oh my gosh! Um, you survived. You made the end of the podcast. We did it without hey. interruption. Yay. That, was that was fun um i thank you i'm glad it was i hope it was fun i was like i hope it was fun for you because that's what matters <laughs> right <laughs>Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon wherever you are and I'll see you in the next episode.